Welcome, everybody, to the 11th episode of the Moogles and Mages podcast. My name is Dan. I'm here with Cody, also known as the CEO of FF Lore Incorporated, TM. He's going to be <laughs> learning me all sorts of FF14 stuff, as he normally does. Cody, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. What are we talking about today, man? Today is a cautionary tale about why you shouldn't always blame the healer. <laughs> I don't understand what you're talking about. It's never the healer's fault. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, I thought a lot of our stories lately, past couple episodes, have been sort of grand cosmic scale stuff, right? Yeah. So I thought, why don't we pull it back a bit, talk about something smaller that's, uh, you know, easier to, to digest. Hmm. I love the gritty-nitty details where we actually dive into the individuals and see their perspective. Yeah, this is also something that, it's a really interesting story from all the way back in A Realm Reborn, and it's quite easy to miss nowadays. Mm. So we're going to be talking about a young woman named Etta Pureheart. Etta Pureheart. Okay. She's, I, I, I want to use the term Cinderella story, except it ends not like that. So, like, Grim Brothers Cinderella? <laughs> She's a young woman living in a small village in Abalathia's Spine. And this is a, a mountain range up in uh, the northern end of Eorzea, like, like Girabanya, that kind of thing, where um, Stormblood takes place. Okay, gotcha. And And she's living there with her lover a man named Aver Bravearm. And the two of them, they get tired of this humdrum life of living in the sticks, and they decide that they want to go and seek glory as adventurers. Oh, that makes sense. There's a lot going on in the world. Right. So they travel way, way, way down south, right? All the way to Limsa Lamensa. Ooh. So these guys are a long way from home. Mm -hmm. But Limsa, you know, it's got a lot of things going on. In particular, pirates. Of course. Our favorite part of Limsa. <laughs> so this is where the Warrior of Light enters the story. Whether the player wants to be or not, you are indirectly responsible for the beginning of this tale. Oh, okay. So when the Warrior of Light starts making their name, they start taking jobs from the various grand companies. And one of those jobs is from the Maelstrom. They say, we've been having some problems with these pirates. They're holed up in the Sastasha Sea Grot. And they are kidnapping people and, and taking them down into these caves. And most of them are never seen again. Oh, God. The kidnapping pirates are particularly scary. I mean, you look at normal pirates, they just kill you and take your stuff, but... Yeah, and, and these are men, women, they don't care. Okay, now the Maelstrom, is that the equivalent of the Bermuda Triangle? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the, the Maelstrom is the name of Limsa-Lamensa's military. Oh. They're the equivalent of the Immortal Flames or the Twin Adder. <laughs> oh, okay. Understood. <laughs> uh, so, they're having trouble with these pirates. And 
They're worried primarily that these pirates may be involved with the Sahagin, a local beast tribe that follow Leviathan. So they're like, oh, what if they're taking slaves and these slaves are being given to Leviathan as as tempered? Leviathan being a water-based primal? A water-based primal. He's basically a giant water snake. Okay. So they start recruiting lots of adventurers. They're just like, go in, storm these caves, drive them out. We don't care if you kill them, doesn't matter. Mm. So the Warrior of Light gathers their party, they head to Sastasha, and outside you can actually meet another group of adventurers. Oh. This is... Edda, Aver, and two more members of their adventuring party. A Elizin named Leavin, and a Lalafell by the name of Pio Rayo. Or it might be Pio Rayo. You never know with the Lalafell, man. Yeah, they like the they like the rhymes. <laughs> Could be Pio Rayo, though. And they're having some problems. See, Edda has just returned, and she's exhausted and she says oh you know sorry i i made it back as fast as i could i tried haggling with the merchants but i could only get us two potions with the amount of money we had i didn't know how expensive these things were oh god i'm getting major D flashbacks right now <laughs> <laughs> and Aver, he's not the nicest guy hmm. it makes you wonder if Etta was really wanting this for her life, or if she just got sort of caught up in the whirlwind of a guy she was infatuated with. Right, right. How much is she doing this for herself or just supporting him? Exactly. So he says, you've only ever been as useful as the contents of your pockets. Like, God knows you can only heal a scratch. What a dick! So, Etta's their healer, and she's having to supply the group with potions. Because she's just not a very good healer. Oh. Oh, no. That's sad, man. So, Avera reminds her that they took up the jobs of adventurers to get big rewards and and be famous. And he's like, how can we possibly do that if you can't even keep us supplied? Again, he's just... They keep putting all this on Etta, right? Right, right. And Avera sees you and he's like, I saw you at the Adventurers Guild. Well, you might as well go home, because we're taking the glory today. Alright, yeah. So, the rest of the adventurers and their party kind of chime in. Again, Livianne, she does not like Etta, really. Pio, he's more neutral. He's just like, you know, how hard could this possibly be? We're going to go in, we're going to look around, and then we'll, we'll come out and be well on our way to fame and fortune. Yeah, just... Hoping that they've got enough heals. Exactly. The Warrior of Light goes in, and we clear the cave out. As for what happens with Edda and her party, you don't see them again when you come out. Oh. Yeah, you, you just, you know, you don't see them again. So you keep going along your way, and you keep building your name. And then later, the twin Adder. They come to you, and they say, We're having problems with a cult. There's a cult in the Tamtara Deepcroft. Some old Gilmoran ruins in the middle of the Twelves Wood. And there's mm. Void Scent coming out. And that's not good. No, never a good sign. 
So these cultists are down there raising the dead, they're summoning void scent. You know, th this is not right. Please, go put a stop to it. Of course, it's our solemn duty as the Warrior of Light. Right, yeah. So, the Warrior of Light heads to the Tamtara Deepcroft, and, well, Edda and company are there again. Oh, so they made it through that dungeon. They made it out, yeah. So, whether they were, you know, how successful they were, who knows. But, they made it out. They didn't die. Mm -hmm. And, you get basically the same spiel. You know, they're preparing to go in the dungeon... You go in, you clear it out. But this time, when you come back to the Adventurer's Guild, there's a bit of a ruckus. Mm. And when you approach, you learn that Etta's group is all fighting amongst themselves. And notably, Aver is missing. Oh. Yeah. And, you know, you start listening in, and you've got, like... Livianne yelling at at Etta, being like, how could you do this, right? How could you fail him? Mm -hmm. She says, Aver's gone, and it's your fault. If you hadn't taken so long to heal him, he would still be alive. I, I don't think that's really fair. Mm. Then she says, I'm leaving the group too. I never liked you. And I only suffered you for your healing, but you couldn't even do that right. You brought this upon yourself. Jeez, leave that alone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right? Livian is kind of mean. This is just like a Shakespearean wow group or something. You know what? You're not wrong. Yeah, she's the DPS <laughs> who blames the healer because the tank ran off and did something stupid. So... What Etta says is that Aver ran off too far ahead. Mm. So it could very well be that Aver just got too big for his britches and ran off and got himself murdered. Yeah, he just pulled too many packs. Exactly. Or maybe he ran around a corner or something. But then at the end, right before she leaves, Levin she drops a bombshell. She says, by way of some parting advice... Get rid of Aver's head. What? Bury it, cremate it, do whatever the hell you like with it. But for God's sake, stop carrying it around. Oh. That, mm. Okay, that's a big red flag. <laughs> that's a big one, right? So, since this has happened, you know, th this this poor girl has been carrying the head of her fallen lover since he died so this guy ran off and got decapitated <laughs> oh. the the boss that they likely ran into um one of the first enemies in the tamtara deepcroft is a uh it's called the void soul counter I forgot that they were fighting the Void Scent. You know, it, yeah. I can't really blame anyone for going in there for being unwell afterwards. I'm having trouble finding a good image of them, which makes sense. They're kind of really old enemies. But they look sort of like gargoyles. Hmm. 
I'll send you a fairly low-res image, but they look sort of like gargoyles, and they carry giant scythes. Ooh, yeah, that that's good for decapitating right there. Yeah, so these guys actually pop up to protect the cult when you attempt to disrupt their ritual. So, before you even manage to accomplish anything, they show up to stop you. Hmm. So it's very likely that Aver and company, when they were attempting to stop the cult, got ambushed by one of these guys, and Aver just dropped. So the group, you know, they keep blaming Etta. Mm-hmm. Pio, he's a, a bit more um, neutral about it, yet again. <clears throat> he just says, this party didn't work. We're a, we're a pathetic excuse for a party. I, I hope I don't see any of you again. Fair enough. It, that's a pretty low-level dungeon, it, right? It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And you speak to the innkeeper after, and she says, you know, this has happened a lot lately. Hmm. We've been getting a lot of adventurers coming in who are just underestimating what these excursions entail. Um, and you can actually see this in the next dungeon. There's a, a whole group of, of adventurers that are just dead they never come back wow so things are getting pretty serious at this point yeah and that's actually the last we see of edda for quite a while it's not until a long time later when the warrior of light has established themselves they they've you know struck a mighty blow against the Garlean Empire. They're the hero of the realm. They're actually known as the Warrior of Light now, mm. and not just adventurer, right? Right. Yeah. And you get contacted by Pio Rayo. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he says something weird's going on. I got a wedding invitation from Edda. That is very odd. Mm-hmm. And he says, the invitation says that Leah Vin will be here, too. Sorry, I just thought, maybe it's not actually that odd, because, oh, this is many, you know, could be a long time later. Maybe she fell in love with someone, and then one of her only friends that she could consider being on decent terms with is <laughs> Pio. Pio. I'll invite the guy that didn't outwardly hate me. <laughs> But then, yeah, Leah Venn's going to be there, too. So why would she invite the elf that actually did hate her? Yeah, that's a real hold-up moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And here's the real red flag. The location for the wedding will be none other than the Tamtara Deepcroft. What? In the dungeon? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, you cleared it out. They're just ruins now, right? It's the worst right. it could be. Totally. Nothing like demon-marked stones to give you the sign that love is in the air. <laughs> Something else I should mention. I actually forgot about this. Leah Vin, at this point in the story, uh, she's dead. Oh, what happened to her? So, she actually joined the Scions. Oh! And she was killed by the Garlean Empire. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, she was buried in a, a mass grave near Camp Drybone, a uh, area in uh, Thanalan, 
in the desert. Okay. So Pio says, if Leah Vin's going to be there, that doesn't make any sense. You know, she's a corpse. So you go to the mass grave and you find that the grave has been defiled and Leah Vin's corpse is gone. Oh, boy. Yeah. So Pio says, look, this is way too weird. I'm going to the wedding because I need to know what's going on. And the Warrior of Light agrees to go with him as a guard. Okay. Says, look, I'll, I'll protect you. We need to figure out what's going on with Etta. Yeah, some suspicious activity going on. Yeah. When you make it to the, to the entrance, there's a twin adder outside who says, Oh, Pio? Yeah, he's already inside. He went inside with a girl who was dressed in white and all smiles, as if it were her wedding day. Excuse me? <laughs> and he doesn't think that's weird, I guess. Uh, real quick, what are the twin adders? The twin adders are the Gridanian military. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, they're the equivalent of the Maelstrom and the uh, Immortal Flames. So, you know, naturally, you, you gotta go in and check up on old Pio. Mm-hmm. You know, you step inside the dungeon and things are immediately different. The walls are covered in blood. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So you you know you you move forward a bit. You see the central chamber of the ruins, and there's this ominous like ring in the center of the ruins that's just decorated in all these candles, and there's glowing runes on it. And you're like, "That's raw, right? I should go that way." I'm starting to think this is not a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> but along the way through the dungeon, you start finding. Uh, these torn pages that seem to be journal entries from Edda. The first one reads, Scarcely a week has passed since we returned to the village, and already I cannot help thinking it was a mistake. There was a time when this place seemed just large enough, but having seen the wider world, it all feels so insufferably confined that I often find myself struggling for breath. I know that this is the same for you, my love. Mm. The only time I feel truly alive is when I am adventuring with you. We are as caged birds in this backwater. So long as we remember remain here, we will never spread our wings and soar. So let us take to the road and create a lifetime of wonderful memories. So, Etta went back home. After Avera's death, she took his head and went back home. Okay, yeah, I mean, still not the weirdest thing. Could be going back home to bury it. Except that she's talking to him as if he's still alive? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, uh, not the best look. Not the best look? This is starting... I'm, I am getting the hint, just the slightest suspicion... That there is some void taint going on here. <laughs> uh, maybe. So you, you start moving further in, right? And this is when you start running into void scent. There are more demons in the ruins. Okay, yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and you, you run into this gargoyle and he says the the blessed hour is nigh you know the the wedding is is soon rejoice and he summons Leavin's corpse uh, now we don't know who Etta is supposed to be marrying yet right no we don't okay uh so you know Leavin is now in front of you and you have to strike her down to progress further yeah so she dies yet again couldn't happen to a better person Mm. (laughs) oh and that must hurt a lot actually if she joined the silence beforehand she was never really so the scions sort of cast a wide net that they recruit people who are extremely like exceptionally skilled or people who have been blessed with the echo and they'll they'll help you you know do what the scions need to do um but they also recruit a lot of lower ranked people that are just sort of muscle because sometimes the scions handle smaller scale things that don't involve primals okay gotcha so you can't send your a team for everything and you're not going to be able to know everybody on the team well exactly so leavin just kind of hangs out in the waking sands that's the scions headquarters Mm. but she's never really like your friend or anything because it's entirely possible for you to never really interact with her in the first place almost all of this story is entirely optional oh gotcha yeah so after you beat her you find another torn note it says i could not have hoped for a more romantic visit to mordona the crystals that pierce the landscape glowed in their majesty as if to celebrate our future and as we lazed by silver tear lake watching the waves at the shore the sun took its leave from the horizon that we might enjoy a moment of intimacy i want us to be for together forever you said to me years ago and you said them to me again tonight so is she talking to Aver? Still? That's a good question. Is Aver talking to her? Is Aver talking back, despite being a decapitated and probably heavily decomposed head by this point? Uh, or maybe there's a third party here, huh? Handsome <laughs> young you know, ranger guy, maybe? Hey, yeah, maybe she went back home and she found her a nice, healthy relationship. Yeah, you know, while she was lugging around the crypt keeper in her back pocket, <laughs> it's a conversation starter, you know. <laughs> Have you met my ex? <laughs> Don't worry, he won't bother us. <laughs> oh no! You progress a little further, and you find yet another note. It says, "You've been looking deathly pale of late." The scorching heat of Thanalan does not agree with you. You were never fond of hot climes, and it was a mistake to come here. Let us make for Curthus, where the bracing air will put roses on your cheeks. So she's kind of traveling the world with whoever she's talking to. Huh. Yeah. I mean, Mordona, Curthus, these are not really hospitable areas, either. No, it doesn't sound like it. Curthus is a frozen wasteland. 
and Mordona has been rendered barren by not one, but two calamities. <laughs> one from the Crystal Tower, and two from Bahamut himself. Okay, yeah, they, they, that just can't get a break there. <laughs> yeah, no. Mordona's landscape is almost entirely crystal. Interesting. Yeah, but somehow there is a flourishing adventurer town there. It's It's not tied to any of the major cities i'm assuming that there's a lot of magical essence that's there that's led to some strange happenings oh yeah for sure and okay. a lot of old allegan ruins that lead to strange happenings uh, and then lots of allegan tech which as described <laughs> before you couldn't toss a stone without hitting something allegan yeah pretty much especially when you're at the crystal tower's doorstep right <laughs> So you progress, you know, even deeper into these catacombs and they only get more and more disturbing the deeper you go. Oh, I mean, we already have blood on the walls. What are we talking about here? The farther you get in, you start running into like void scent possessed armor, like like Dulahan kind of things. Hmm. There, there's just corpses all over the place tombs have been desecrated and there's just these vengeful spirits around freaky yeah it's bad and you find yet another note it says i know it's not easy being without a body and i promise i'll find you one but you must have patience you're my husband to be and there's nothing i would not do for you so have faith Give me time, and I shall make you whole again. So she's... <clears throat> she's probably talking to a bear. She's on the prowl for a body, you say? <laughs> Etta wants her a man. <laughs> yeah. So she's been walking around with this Lego head of her husband just <laughs> trying to find a body to snap it onto. Lego head! Hey, just use you know, some some ether duct tape. Just you're good. It's fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. It's, it's whatever. How is his head still alive? Is it alive? Is, is she just crazy? We don't. Is know. it alive or is Etta mad? Maybe both. Maybe she got a lot better at healing, <laughs> or a lot worse, or a lot worse. That's fair. <laughs> And you realize at this point that you haven't seen Pio at all. That's a good point. You're really deep in these ruins. He was supposed to have already been here already. Exactly. But he was with some... Oh, God, he's the body, isn't he? Yeah, she's she gonna snap that uh, her, her former Midlander husband onto a Lollafell. Oh, no. He's gonna yeah. be so short. <laughs> It'll just make it easier to travel. <laughs> let, me, let me get the cat real quick. Oh, do you think that she's going to get one of those baby carriers that you sling on your chest to carry him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Oh, oh little demon husband, let's go. I'm uh, I'm grabbing some images really quick cuz you're you're going to like this. Am I because you sounded so happy just like last time when you showed me that caterpillar thing. Oh yeah, it's because I was happy. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so, you know, you find Pio, and things are not good. Mm-hmm. He has been captured by Etta, and he has been entrapped in the center of this room, and there are void scent. There's just portals to the void surrounding him. Ooh. And there's just demons spilling out of it, and and they're trying to kill him. So you, you rush in, and you fend them off and save Pio's life. So at least someone comes out of this okay. Oh, physically. <laughs> Mentally, Pio's never sleeping again. Pio may be done with adventuring now. Pa- yeah, Pio's gonna find a new job. <laughs> and you find yet another note. It says, I'm sorry to keep you waiting, my love, but we cannot afford to compromise. Not where your new body is concerned. Ordinary adventurers die often enough, leaving their ordinary corpses. But if you are to be like your character, if you are to be as big as you are to be believed, we cannot settle for anything less than extraordinary. Mm. A strong body requires an equally strong soul, as I have discovered. Now, you're probably worried that strong souls are rare, and so they are, but never fear, for we can create one ourselves. All we need is a plentiful supply of the weaker kind, and they are common indeed. Be patient just a little longer. No. I think our poor girl has taken up necromancy, Dan. No, that's not good. Yeah. So we've got an amalgam of souls to fit in a body apparently any old body will do and then you just need the souls it's the soul that she's after someone as strong as her husband deserves to be someone maybe blessed by Heidelin? <laughs> someone like the warrior of light yeah maybe i mean this is really a love story for the ages though <laughs> <laughs> They're truly the Romeo and Juliet of our day. <laughs> of course. I mean... Yeah, yeah, you got nothing. That's the only one that comes to mind is Romeo and Juliet. I mean, their their relationship lasted a month and, like, five people died. So... <laughs> I'd say it's pretty accurate. Yeah, or that, or... I guess, what? John Wick? <laughs> I mean, he loved his dog, you know? <laughs> You're calling a Vera dog? <laughs> yeah, I mean... The way that she's talking to him, maybe he's like his new, her new pet, maybe something like that. I mean, to a degree. More so, I was just thinking about okay, you know, I love this other being. He's gone from me. Now I go on a rampage. John Wick <laughs> murdered a gang. She decides to pick up necromancy. You know, it's two sides of the same coin, really. As one does. <laughs> Who can blame the girl? So as you press even further into these ruins, how far do these ruins go? You know, you you get to the bottom. And at this point, things are really bad. There are just discarded organs, uh, just just zombies walking around. They're they're called fly-blown failures. So it's just, you know, she's been workshopping this down here, and there's Mm. just stuff. Spare lungs, spare souls just existing in torment souls just just kind of chilling corporeally well they're pissed but yeah just chilling 
Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, where did Etta learn this stuff, right? Like That's what I was going to ask. We haven't really seen a necromancer yet. Mm-hmm. You know, then that question, keep it in your mind. So, you, you know, you progress past these horrors and you find yet another note. This is the last one. It says, with the nigh-endless supply of bodies here, I will make you well again. Then we shall be wed and forever be joined as the gods intended. Of course, it is only fitting that a proper ceremony be held with guests in attendance. I will send out invitations to our friends. They'll be so happy with us, and I have no doubt they will jump at the chance to part with their souls. That's making a bit of an assumption. <laughs> I mean, Cody, don't get me wrong. I think you're pretty awesome. I'm not going to give you my soul. <laughs> I mean, what if I really needed it, though? I don't know, maybe half. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you really used it? Let's be honest. <laughs> it's just in my big deposit box. It's, it's not really doing anything. <laughs> it's been sitting there gathering dust. <laughs> so you round the corner, and in the center of that giant ring of candles... Now that you're close, you can make out what those runes say. They say, Aver. And you, you know, you round the corner and you are greeted with this. Oh, d- Etta. And she is... Oh! <laughs> embracing her beloved's head. Though it has been twisted at this point into a void scent of its own. I'm at a loss for words, man. Essentially, it is essentially a giant floating head wearing a helmet with these fleshy wings and tendrils just extending off of its body. And it's got, you know, just empty, glowing eyes. Yeah, the face is so hollow and cracked. Mm Mm-hmm. This is very similar to a void scent that we encounter quite often known as an ariman oh. and they're uh they're basically just floating heads with one big ol eyeball huh so whatever she did to become a necromancer it is directly tied with the void yeah for comparison this is an ariman oh okay yeah. Are, the, are these so things big? You, you can see where the comparisons lie. Oh, yeah, the, the spindly arms, the wings. Mm-hmm. Except his are made of what honestly looks like just nerves. It's like nerve endings. Yeah, whenever you see the pictures of the whole nervous system and how it's all tenderly, yeah. it looks exactly yeah. like that. It's horrible. I hate it. You can uh, get that thing as a mount, by the way. Oh! Why would anyone ride that? <laughs> what kind of cheap posers are using that? <laughs> uh, the one we get's made of stone, but it doesn't really help. Oh, okay. It's still really creepy. So you walk in, she, she's give, given a little smoocherino to the head or whatever. <laughs> how, how does the Warrior of Light react to this? Um, As the Warrior of Light reacts to most things. With a generous application of violence. 
<laughs> That's kind of our MO. <laughs> That's, you don't get to be the warrior of light without a little violence here and there. Look, I, I feel like you can count our dialogue on like two hands. <laughs> we we only communicate through stoic nodding and violence. That's such a funny turn to, to what all, from everything else that you see in FF14 story with all the voice work, the, the generous work with animation and sound effects and stuff. But the Warrior of Light really doesn't get that much? No, not really. Huh. The, there's even, um, there, there's a, a side quest where someone, when you talk to someone, they're like, you there, you look like someone who will help me. Those strong neck muscles from a lifetime of nodding. I can tell. <laughs> I can so tell. They're, they're, they're aware of it. <laughs> That's funny. And, you know, you're like, this has gone too far. Etta has to be stopped. Of course. So you go in and defeat Avare. And hold on. This image that you sent me with her embracing Avare's head... She almost looks like a white mage. She would have been a conjurer before. Etta's not capable of being a white mage, but she's uh... she definitely was a conjurer. Not a very good one, but a conjurer nonetheless. So she's still wearing the same attire that she had before. Uh, it might be slightly different, yeah, but similar. Yeah, just necrified or something. Yeah. I don't know if it was white before. I think it might have been gray. Hmm. I don't think she's out of the white now. She <laughs> fought a Balrog. <laughs> don't worry, love. We have slain the Balrog. Now we just collect a soul. <laughs> no, she puts the head on the Balrog. Oh, she's always wanted to date a twenty-foot-tall fire demon. Dude, that's the crossover we need. Is Lord <laughs> of the Rings in FF14? I'd be down. Right, Sauron. That'd be sweet. Oh, that'd be crazy. So the whole time you're fighting, right, Edda is just standing in the arena and she's just flipping instantly between crying and laughing and and just this cackle. She's just gone. She's a broken woman. She is gone, right? So you defeat Aver and she is immediately struck by grief. And she starts stepping backwards towards the edge of the platform. This area you're fighting is just overlooking a gigantic chasm. Mm-hmm. She steps back, and the tail of her robes catch fire. Yeah, from all the candles. Mm-hmm. And then she, she just slips, and she falls back off the platform. But not before she looks at the Warrior of Light and gives them... A little smile. That is haunting. <laughs> is that what you actually see in the game? That is an in-game screenshot. Oh my god. That looks like something from, what was it, PT? <laughs> yeah, like the monochrome look of, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. just, uh, you don't see any teeth, just a very no, scary just, look. Just oh my grin. gosh. So, you know, she just looks at you. And this dungeon is actually unique in that 
most of the time when you finish a dungeon, it plays the little Final Fantasy, you know, da 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 fanfare. Right. And your character does a cool pose. Not in this one. Oh, that that's the, the end of that dungeon. The victory fanfare plays, but your character just sort of looks down. Oh, man. You're like, I won, but did I really? Ugh. Yeah, it feels like no one won here. Right? I mean, unless you get the mount, I guess. But Well, the mount doesn't come from here. Oh! See, you would think that this is the end of Edda's story. And for a long time, it was. But Edda's story continues. This poor girl cannot catch a break. Man. We still don't know what's afflicting her at this point. Right. So, you know, she's not... You know, well, obviously. But last we saw of her, she fell to her presumed death. And one really interesting thing that a lot of players have never seen, because it's so rare, after you finish this quest, Etta haunts you. What? Yeah. After this quest is finished, you can see her sometimes in Gridania. Uh, she only will appear for a couple frames, very oh. rarely, and then disappear. But yeah, so the Warrior of Light is haunted by this. This is one of their dark moments, right? That is really cool for the game developers to put in. That's super creepy, but that's really cool. It's one of those things that's so rare and so fast that you can't really get a screenshot of it, right? So right. it's like a kind of an urban legend. Hey, you can't prepare for that. Right, like you're gonna you're gonna tell people, oh, I saw Etta, and they'll be like, oh, it was probably just somebody wearing a similar outfit. And you're like, no, <laughs> it was like a ghost. The old days of Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> she she is the Mew under the truck of FF fourteen. She 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 is the Mario outside of the Bowser room. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> he's real. He's real. Oh god. Um, so you don't see anything of Etta again for a long time, and we don't really expect to see her where we do. There's a place that got introduced in Heavensward, a uh, extremely deep dungeon. Uh, it, it's a 100-floor dungeon known as the Palace of the Dead. Whoa. The Palace of the Dead is a massive Gelmoran ruin that anyone who sets foot inside immediately has their energy just sapped from them. Mm. From a gameplay perspective, this sets you to level one. Whoa! So you have to level up separately in Palace of the Dead, and then you do outside. What? Yeah, and the Palace of the Dead is full of lost souls. The legend goes that those who die in the Twelves Wood, some of their souls don't make it to the life stream, that they're trapped by these necromantic energies within the Palace of the Dead, and that they're stuck there forever. Hold up. What set this place up? It's, it's Gelmora. Before before the Twelves Wood was the Twelves Wood, uh, 
it, it became you know it was these ruins wow just, okay. this is what Gelmora was up to before uh, before the people of Gelmora came back to the surface to found Gridania oh yeah you had mentioned in that episode too I think mm, these are the ones that fled they fled underground during uh, one of the calamities yeah you said there was a lot of cultists and undead and stuff there mm. they have a very different culture than the Gridania above mm. so you are tasked to investigate the palace of the dead to the best of your ability and it's a largely disconnected area. You do run into some familiar faces. There are some uh, sort of Easter egg enemies that are stuck down in there. But when you make it to the 50th floor, you encounter none other than Edda. Wow. So what's she doing here? Well, she's taken up a bit of a name change, um, a bit of a profession change. She is now a proper necromancer. Ooh. She is no longer known as uh, Edda Pure Heart, but instead Edda Black Bosom. Hmm. Whoa. And she's got a new outfit, too. Uh, you can see the little tiny Avare floating on her shoulder there. So that's Avare? It's a little baby. Uh, it's like a little homunculus thing. <laughs> Poor Avare, man. He's getting the worst of all this. Yeah, uh, he gets to hang out with his goth girlfriend. <laughs> He's, he did it. He finally got the goth GF. <laughs> <laughs> well, and she she wields a scythe, so she very is like an anime goth girlfriend. Yeah, you know what? Wh what's life worth if you don't have that? What's unlife worth if you don't have that? Uh, he's really the luckiest of all of us, to be honest. <laughs> you put it there, dude. Avare's got the real life going on. So when you defeat Edda here, because we have to fight her, mm. when you defeat Edda here, she actually thanks you. She's like, you know, I was, I was trapped. You know, this is... I'm glad it's finally over. Mm. And... You can, after that, go talk to Pio Reo. When you defeat her, you get her wedding ring. Oh. And you can go talk to Pio Reo, and he arranges that you can have a funeral for her and Avare. Mm. So Edda is finally laid to rest. And Avare, I guess. Mm. Well, in, in the end, they get to be together in death. Mm. But you asked, you know, what's the cause of this? As you progress further and further into the Palace of the Dead, when you reach further, you reach floor 100, you encounter a man, a lich. Whoa. Yeah. His name is Nybeth Obdelord. That is a very lichy name if I've ever heard one. <laughs> uh, he is your stereotypical lich. He's got a sort of skeletal face, a brown robe, <laughs> got the hood. <laughs> He's a lichy boy. I don't know why. I get the distinctive feeling this guy wants to party. <laughs> he just looks so happy. Bro, he has been partying for the past... I don't even know how long. It's like, I've been in this tower for 2,000 years. Finally, I've got company. <laughs> <laughs> Probably longer than that. 
Man, no kidding. So his his ultimate goal in life and in death was overcoming death. He said, I'm not going to die. No, nothing is more powerful than me. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, th- I feel like he should just take a page out of Zandy's book. And he was <laughs> from Sandy, just cloning himself. Yeah, just he, come he back. Should... <laughs> Conquering death's easy. Just die and get better. <laughs> God, get good, Nybeth. <laughs> so naturally, you know, he's drawn to the Palace of the Dead. There's plenty of experiments, tormented souls down there. Mm. And eventually he encounters Etta. And he says, oh, this girl, she has a strong will. She'll make an excellent apprentice. So this is after you defeat uh, her her Avera, floating yes. head, yeah, Avera the first time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she she wasn't a full necromancer at that point. No, no, she wasn't. So it, she must have died from that fall, obviously, and I guess due to the proximity to Gilmora, that her soul was lost to the Palace of the Dead. Oh, could be. But it also could have been that Nybeth just sort of plucked it from the ether before it made it there. Yeah, it sounds like this whole palace of the dead is just kind of like a big play place for him at McDonald's, where he just gets to cruise around. and (laughs) (laughs) Just a ball pit full of souls. Exactly. He's like, oh, what do I want to play with today? And then, oh, look, this soul is interesting. (laughs) Um... He he, partially resurrects her, as as what we see her as. But he's very confused hmm. because her her soul yearns for death. Oh. She doesn't want to live forever. Right, right. And he's like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Why would anyone want to die? That's stupid. Oh. And, you know, the Warrior of Light, we confront Nybeth, we defeat him, and he's like, you call yourself a hero? He's like, how how are you a hero when you're condemning people to death? Mm. And that's the last we see of him. He's He's gone. Is he gone forever? Is a necromancer that powerful possible to just permanently destroy? I don't know. In an interesting thing with D and D lore that's stuck around in a lot of things and influenced other games, a lich kind of has a similar thing to what's going on in Harry Potter with you know how uh, Voldemort splits up his soul into different items. Yeah, a phylactery. Exactly, liches have the phylactery just kind of sitting around, so that makes him double hard to kill. <laughs> so um, maybe he's got one of those laying around here. It would not shock me in the slightest. And the Palace of the Dead is an extremely deep and vast area, so Hmm. uh, there's no way we would find it. Not that easily. So who knows, maybe he'll come back. Maybe. But for now, for now, he's gone, and Etta's story finally comes to an end. I, I noticed that in the final image that we have of her in her new gothic necromancer attire she's wearing an eye patch yeah i don't know why i don't know if she's just wearing an eye patch because it's cool or maybe she just lost her eye in the fall 
Okay, wearing something because it's cool certainly isn't of unheard of in Eorzea. No, no, not at all. Okay. Oh man, I have I have found so much horrifying fan art just from looking at images. I'm not gonna send it to you because I'm a good friend. I'll give you one. No, I I. How about some official art then? Okay, okay, we can wrap it let up. Me, with let me let me let me see if I can find a good size image of this. Is this decent? Yeah, here we go. Here's some official art. Oh my god. <laughs> That was for the first anniversary. This is like the cover of an old 90s Japanese horror movie. I, you know, it was giving me the same energy as, like, uh, scary stories to read in the dark. Yeah, yeah. Man, oh, God. We need to pray that Guillermo, does, uh, Guillermo del Toro doesn't get his hands on FF14. <laughs> now that's a crossover for the ages. That would actually be I really cool. I would be so down. Oh, man, and imagine if they got uh, Junji Ito in on it, too, for a Halloween special. Look, we had a jump scare in uh, in Shadowbringers in the near raids, and uh, people hated it. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to yeah. show me that later. But it, it's it's bad. I, I guess we're done for now? I believe so. I mean, that's the end of Edda's tale. Um, all the highs and lows. I really like going through and learning about these individual stories. This is really neat. And I hope that the next one isn't as sad as Edda's story. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can... I can do some uh, some looking and maybe find something a bit more upbeat <laughs> no they, these are all really interesting but I, I like these a lot thank you for joining me Cody and thank you for teaching me about this and we appreciate everyone checking this out and we will see you on episode 12 next week <laughs>